Good morning, live streamers. You know, sometimes the off-season can bring things on a flurry, and you can't even keep up with all the activity. Sometimes it gets quiet, too quiet. Well, some moves were made, and it's time to do some locked-on MLB. Locked on MLB, your daily MLB podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a podcaster for the last decade or so. And I've been at the Lockdown Podcast Network for the last four full seasons. And I'm looking forward to number five. And you can follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, If you're watching us live right now on YouTube, I'm doing a live stream early in the morning. Uh, If you happen to be around, Ask me a question in the chat room. Uh, that seems to be a fun way to interact here early in the morning. And uh, you can follow me. Well, let me or lower my lower third. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And I still haven't figured out this whole Mastodon thing. Okay. Um, I just didn't have the, the bandwidth to do a show last night. I was a little tired and wiped out. And I said, do you want, I'm, I was not going to leave you with a bad show, but at the same time, I'm still going to give you your five a week right through the month of December. Now, there were there was a uh, a very big trade that happened on uh, on Monday that involved Murph, uh, the Murphy the catcher for the uh, Oakland A's and Contreras from the Braves. There was a there was a little bit of a merry-go-round that was going on. Uh, I'm not going to get into that trade much today because I have Melissa Lockhart who is a friend of the podcast and um, a writer and editor for uh, The Athletic, who's going to be coming in to, I want to talk to her about that trade specifically. Uh, Because I don't really know what to make of the trade right now. Um, I think it's a terrific move for the Atlanta Braves. From right now, they wound up getting one of the best catchers in baseball. Uh, Milwaukee was involved in the deal, and some players were coming around there. It looks like the A's walked away with quite a haul in terms of young players. Now, uh, you know, it's the same old story for the A's that they're getting, you know, established major leaguers are traded for young players. And inevitably, two or three of those young players are going to emerge and be really good players. And they'll be traded and so on and so on. So it's a weird pyramid scheme there. But, um, but, Melissa Locker is much more uh, in tune with the A's and probably some of the names that are involved in that. So I'm going to hold off on discussion of that. That podcast is going to drop either later tonight or tomorrow morning. Um, uh, the big move that came last night was Chris Bassett. And Chris Bassett uh, pitched for the Mets last year. And he was and he was an example. By the way, Chris Bassett is uh, another former A's pitcher who was dealt away for young, you know, young players. Uh, Chris Bassett is a bit of a late bloomer. Who's also had his share of injuries. He uh, was the one who had a, a line drive 
uh, he, uh, hit him in the head, and he had you know was in lost time for that. Uh, I went to a game, the first game back from the COVID season. I went with the great Dr. Dolph Pfefferbaum and the two of us. It was a wonderful friend of our family. We went to a game in Oakland in 2021. We saw Chris Bassett through a complete game shutout, and he had an all-star year in 2021. So naturally the A's traded him away as soon as possible because they knew free agency was looming. And he was also, you know, he's a pitcher and who is in his, you know, the wrong end of 30 and he was traded to the Mets and he did a good job for the Mets. Uh, it cost him uh, Adam Aller and JT Ginn were the two minor leaguers who the A's acquired for uh, Chris Bassett. Uh, Aller wound up pitching, um, uh, wound up pitching a handful of games. He made uh, 14 starts for the A's. Did not have a very good year, um, but you know they, he's still a young player in his 20s uh, in the A's organization. Um, Bassett played an important part for the Mets this year. L- lest we forget, there was a giant chunk of the year where the Mets did not have uh, uh, Scherzer or uh, Jacob deGrom pitching for them. And so the they needed pitchers like Chris Bassett to step up for them. And he did do, you know, Bassett, for someone who has gone through, uh, you know, his share of injuries and being a relatively late bloomer, gave the Mets 181 and two-thirds innings. Um. I don't care much about win loss. He did win 15 games, but you know, to me, that's 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 not the important part. The important part is that he gave them innings, gave them low ERA, had a good strikeout to walk ratio, and gave them 30 starts, which is a lot more than they were going to get from uh, Jacob Degrom. Now, the Mets obviously acquired uh, Justin Verlander the defending American League Cy Young Award winner, and they made a move for Jose Quintana, who had a very nice season splitting between Pittsburgh and St. Louis. So I think Quintana allows them to, you know, if they if they need to say goodbye to Bassett. Um, I, I, call me crazy. Call me crazy. Just, this is just in terms of the Mets. I personally would have kept him. I personally would have kept Bassett because I think he's a reliable pitcher who can give you some innings. You're not asking him, you know, if you have a Scherzer and a Verlander and you cross your fingers that they're healthy, you're not asking Bassett to be the ace or the star or anything like that. You're asking him to give you a bunch of starts. And I think he's going to do that. I think he's going to give Toronto a bunch of starts, but at the same time, uh, you know, the, the Mets are going to try to fill in some other, uh, holes they have on the team. They re-signed Brandon Nimmo to a massive contract. Um, and it's one of those things that some say, is Nimmo worth that? Well, probably not. But it's also not worth it for the Mets to let him go. And the Mets are all about winning right now. If you don't believe me, they have signed, what, they've, they have, uh, uh, I think they have the more than the A's payroll uh, devoted to Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander, two pitchers who are clearly at the end of their careers, basically saying, give us one more, guys. Give us one more. They're basically doing it like it's a Clint Eastwood film. Like, just come back and give me one more big start. And, you know, I, I think the Mets are are going to be a very good team. And I think that the thing that will get them far, I think will get 
most anyone far is a tremendous amount of pitching depth. If Quintana can still pitch the way he can, then I think the Mets are are going to be in very good, in a very good position. I think it's always tough to lose someone like uh, Bassett, but if anyone will, I think they can do it. I think they have the security to basically secure you know what they need to do at home, which is to win the games that they need to do. And speaking of security at home, let me tell you something. At Locked On MLB, we believe home should be where you and your family feel the safest, especially over the holidays. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked On MLB listeners 40% off a new security system. Do not put this off. Simply Safe was named Best Home Security System of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report a third year in a row. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get higher priority police response. Simply Safe is a whole home security system with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors to detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. With a top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system, arm or disarm, lock for a guest, unlock for a guest too, if you're, or lock your guest out, and access your cameras or adjust system settings all in the app anytime, anywhere. Don't miss your chance to save big on the best security system out there. Save 40% off of any new system at simplysafe.com slash lockedonmb. That's simplysafe.com slash lockedonmb. There is no safe like Simply Safe. By the way, thanks so much for making Lockdown MLB your first listen. For your second listen today, check out Lockdown Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Lockdown can provide. Lockdown Sports Today is available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, from the Mets' point of view, it is a, uh, you know, it may be a wash, you know, losing Bassett but bringing in Quintana. Um, this is an interesting uh, offseason for the Blue Jays. Uh, Ross Stripling is a free agent. Kyunjung Ryu is probably uh, um, not going to come back. Uh, he's going. He's going to be. Um, he had Tom John surgery, and you had the two big acquisitions. Jose Barrios, who they acquired actually during the 2021 season, was my pick to win the Cy Young Award because I thought. Here, let me tell you my logic. My logic was this: um, I thought the Blue Jays were going to win the pennant last year. I thought the Blue Jays had a chance to be a 100-win team last year. And I thought that if the Cy Young Award was going to come out from a player on the Blue Jays, that I just picked one. And I said, well, maybe it would be Jose Barrios. He's always been a super talented pitcher when he pitched for Minnesota. Boom. So I do not apologize for the fact that I picked Jose Barrios to win the Cy Young. There was some logic behind my reasoning. But, you know, he, he bombed. And um, Yusei Kukuchi, who they brought in from Seattle, he also did not. He brought they brought him in from Seattle as Seattle signed uh, Robbie Ray 
after winning the Cy Young Award. And so, you know, I thought that that, that may have been a wash, but they uh, he bombed as well. Now you have uh, Alec Manoa, who was a Cy Young candidate, and uh, Kevin Gossman, who was very, very good on the staff last year, are on there. And you're basically slotting Chris Bassett to be your number three starter. Uh, it's an it's an it's a strange offseason for the Blue Jays because you know they they had lowered expectations based upon the fact that people thought they were going to win the pennant last year and they didn't they had some struggles they fired the manager they did make the postseason they got swept out of the wild card series by Seattle including the humiliating game two loss at home where they blew what was an eight one lead it was something I don't it was something like that ridiculous and I thought that was going to cost them the manager but they're sticking with their guns in the manager and they still have the talent that's there but they did make some key moves they did make several key moves um first and foremost is they signed Kevin Kiermeyer uh signed him away from Tampa and I think that he is again he's someone who has some health risks but he is someone who is an excellent defensive outfielder which will give them an opportunity to sort of to play Springer on the corners. Um, they traded away all-star, you know, homegrown all-star Teoscar Hernandez in a deal with the Mariners. Um, and with that deal, they wound up bringing in Eric Swanson. They got Eric Mako, uh, Adam Mako, sorry, who is a good pitching prospect. But Eric Swanson was a very good relief pitcher for the Mariners when they made the playoffs last year. And I think anyone who saw that final game of the wildcard series saw that the Blue Jays could use a little help in the bullpen. So they shored up their outfield defense a little bit. They shored up their pitching staff. They may have lost um, uh, some pitchers to injury, but you're asking if, if Manoa could continue to be a Cy Young candidate, and he's been very, very good for the last couple of years, and they can hopefully get another, you know, steady year out of Bassett and they can get a steady year out of Gosman. it goes back to Barrios and Kikuchi. And I'll tell you why. Are they cooked? Are they done? Well, let's go to baseballreference.com, the single greatest website in the history of the planet Earth. Jose Barrios is going to turn 29 this year. Was this year, and he was, he had a very good, he had very good seasons in 2018, 2019. Uh, he pitched, pretty well in the COVID season. He pitched very, very well in 2021, and he had a bad year last year. He had a bad year. Again, I don't look at win-loss records. He actually did get a bunch of wins. He had a bad year last year where he let up more run, earned runs and more hits than anyone in the American League. Ouch. His ERA was 5.23. Ouch. He did give him 32 starts. He did give him 172 innings. And I can't help but wonder of if you have, you know, good year in 2017, good year in 2018, good year in 2019, good year in 2020, good year in 2021, bad year in 2022, I'm not ready to declare you cooked. I am not ready to declare the fact, I'm not ready to say that Jose Barrios is done because he may have just had a bad year. He actually, he had some good starts this year too. 
So if uh, Mark Shapiro and, and Ross Atkins, the, the, the people who run the Jays, or John Schneider, their manager, can turn to him and say, hey, look it, we don't need you to be the ace. We don't need to be the number two or three. Just go back to being a decent pitcher. Now, Kikuchi is a different story. Kikuchi is older. Kikuchi um, wound up going to the bullpen. But again, what if... You know, you know you're going to get a good year out of Mano. He's one of the best pitchers in, in, in baseball. You know you're going to get something steady. You know, Gosman and Bassett are two stick, steady pitchers. So if Barrios can go back to the year he normally has, and Kikuchi can be okay, not asking to be an all-star, not asking to be great, reach the level of okay. Are you okay? If he can get to okay, all of a sudden, the Blue Jays may look up and say, huh, what kind of team are we? I mean, you, they still have, you know, Jordan Romano, who is a good relief pitcher. You know, they still have the likes of, you know, Vladdy Jr. And they have the likes of Matt Chapman and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. They have, you know, Springer. They have a bunch of players, and Guerrero did not have an MVP caliber season. Bichette did not have an all-star caliber season. Um, Chapman didn't have, you know, Chapman had an up-and-down year. He had a bunch of homers, but his other stats were down. Everyone seemed to have a slightly down year. If some of them can just get back to a baseline year, a year that you expect them to have, not even a superstar, just get back to where we're expecting you to be. That, to me, is the key for Toronto. Be who we think you are. Because the team that had the disappointments to the point where they needed to fire the manager, remember, they still won 92 games. I'm talking about as if they were a flop. They still won 92 games. And even though they fired Charlie Montoyo a few months into the season, if you started looking at um, Memorial Day, which is, you know, unofficially the beginning of summer, from that point to the end of the regular season, they were in a playoff spot every single day of the season. Every single day. You know, it, that's something we all need to think about when discussing this team as having a disappointing 2022. They did. Because a lot of people saw the team that finished 2021 with such a flourish and probably would have been the most dangerous team in baseball had they made the playoffs. And they brought in the Chapmans and they made a bunch of big moves. This is still a good team. This is still building upon a foundation where if you say, think about all those things I just said. If Vladdy Guerrero can get back to being an MVP caliber player. If Chapman can come back to being a very good all-star caliber player. If um, Jose Barrios can get back to being an effective starter. If all those things can happen, then they can improve on 92 wins. And an improvement on 92 wins is mid to upper 90s. This is what we're talking about with Toronto. And if you look at them, I think if they can make one more uh, acquisition for their bullpen, 
I think they'll fortify their bullpen. I don't think they need to do anything else to the lineup. I don't. I would invite people, you know, it always happens come spring training time that there are very good hitters available here or there or that or the other thing. We'll get to available free agents in just a minute. But the Blue Jays right now can look at their fans and say, okay, all right. You know, if they weren't crazy about what Montoya was doing, again, I don't follow the Blue Jays close enough to know all the bad things Montoya was doing. They obviously weren't too horrible because they were still in a position of a playoff spot when they gave him the ax. You know, Schneider did, did, you know, they played very well under Schneider. This Blue Jays team is making the moves to say, hey, look it, all we need to do is play the way that people expect us to play. And then if that happens, then the Blue Jays are an absolute surefire bet to make it to the postseason. You're going to make any bets? Go to betonline.net. You don't believe me? There it is. There's one. Sorry, I didn't hit it fast enough. Yes, go to betonline.net. It remains the number one source for all your sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup. They've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get betting information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online is where the game starts. So I'm going to be, uh, oops, let me get rid of this. Um, uh, Melissa Lockhart of The Athletic is going to join us uh, for a podcast. It's either going to drop tonight or tomorrow morning. We're going to talk a little bit about the, the Sean Murphy trade. Um, and then we're going to do some more uh, Pirates talk later as well. And we're going to talk in, I have some other things that are planned, especially when we get around Christmas time and I'm going to continue to be doing podcasts throughout. And uh, I've been asked, you know, you know, pulling back the curtains locked on says during the off season, you don't have to do five a week. You know, it's the off season. You don't have to do five a week, just do three a week. And I, I'm going to continue doing five a week. And part of it is for myself because I enjoy doing this. But the other part of it is I know that, you know, come the holiday season, you know, whatever you celebrate, whatever holiday you have, there's a period of time where a lot of us have some time off. And there's sometimes if you, if you're, whatever, whatever you celebrate, there tends to be gift giving and it tends to be times with the family and everything like that. And uh, there is also going to be a little bit of downtime. There's always going to be some downtime and there's going to be some times where you're going to need to, some of us are going to be thinking about baseball. And so this podcast should be a respite that, you know, every day I'm going to be talking about something. I'm going to be doing some trivia on someday. I'm going to be doing some evergreen stuff. You'll see I've, I've already prepped a couple of episodes where I'm on location doing some things. I'm just hopefully going to try to make it as, as fun, as entertaining as possible. So, you know, it's like, God, I just, you know, it's the middle of winter. I just wish that, you know, I just wish baseball were here. It's not, but your pal Sully is. Um, and chances are there's between, you know, it's right now the 13th day of December. There's only 12 days left uh, before Christmas time, or if you don't celebrate Christmas, till Ricky Henderson's birthday. And chances are there's not going to be a lot of moves between Christmas time and New Year's. Now, that means these next couple of days is going to be a little bit of, you know, refresh Twitter, refresh Twitter, refresh Twitter. 
or refresh Mastodon, whatever you follow. I don't know. I'm not telling you where to go. And there's still some gigantic names out there. Obviously, Carlos Correa is out there. Obviously, Dansby Swanson is out there. Obviously, Carlos Rondon is out there. And they may all be signed by the time I'm done saying this sentence. It looks like the Yankees are making an offer for Carlos Rondon. It would not stun me if he signed with the Yankees. I think that I think that'd be a really smart move for the Yankees. Look at where, and it'll obviously be a smart move for Rondon because he'll become a multimillionaire wherever he goes. So I'm not worried about Carlos Rondon. His his grandchildren and great grandchildren will be able to go to college on him. But um, it would be a smart move for the Yankees because the Yankees do need some pitching depth. You know, for a team with the payroll that the Yankees have, the Yankees do have a surprising number of holes on the team. But the nanosecond they re-signed Aaron Judge, they basically told their fans and told all of baseball, we're going to be a strong contender for this upcoming year. They're still a very good team. And you add a Carlos Rondon to a pitching staff that they have right now, I think they'll be good. I think they'll be good. Um we'll see if they'll be better than Toronto. They may be head to head on that, but I think the Yankees are a great fit for Rondon. Um, but there's always a chance for a team that is looking to make a gigantic splash to come swooping in. You know, I mean, I look at a team, you think about the desperate teams right now, the teams that want to just have to go all in and win a championship right now. I'm thinking of San Diego. San Diego just lost Sean Manaya to the uh, Giants. And so I can't think, uh, you know, I can't think about them basically saying, hey, we lost Manaya, but we'll bring in Rondon. And the Padres have shown they're willing to do anything to make an acquisition right now. You know, Carlos Correa is still out there. MVP caliber shortstop. And he is a great fit for so many teams, including the Yankees, including the Dodgers. There's all sorts of nonsense about will the fan base accept them based upon the cheating scandal and everything like that. Stop it. He's going to be great. He's going to be great wherever he signs. He's going to be an all-star wherever he signs. Fan bases will love him wherever he signs. You know it, and I know it. And that this all the stuff that happened in 2017 will be put right in the rearview mirror. I have some stuff to say about Astros fans about gloating, still gloating about 2017, but that's a different podcast. Correa would fit in everywhere. Swanson could fit in for them. You know, there's this talk about the Yankees acquiring uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. from the Padres. Why would they do that? Why would they take prospects and send them off? to the Padres for a player who's suspended for most of last year when all they have to do is sign Correa or Swanson for money. It will cost them zero prospects. I don't understand it. I do not understand this whole, you know, why is it we're in the second straight year where the Yankees have a all-you-can-eat buffet of all-star shortstops in front of them. They have a huge need for a shortstop. Why won't they sign him? Why won't they sign one of them? I don't get it. Now, if I still think Correa is probably going to sign with either the Cubs or the Baltimore Orioles. 
And I think the Cubs will sign whoever is left or the Dodgers for that matter. And if that's the case, then are they, I mean, the Yankees going to whiff again of a, of an all you can eat buffet of all-star shortstops. I don't get it. I do not get it, but we'll see what happens. I mean, something will happen soon. Hey, some people are in the chat. Um, Mitchell Bennett, uh, who is a diehard Giants fan, um, and he lives in North Carolina. He says, uh, uh, what do you say here? Carlos Correa to the Giants, let's go. Well, there goes the Brandon Crawford era. Uh, but he also wants them to re-sign uh, Carlos Rondon. Well, you know, it would be smart for the Giants to re-sign Carlos Rondon. Um, it, it it only costs you money. You know, they brought in Sean Manaya. Uh, bringing back Rondon would be great, but I, the, the signing of Manaya makes me think that they're going to move on. But apparently they had lots of money that they wanted to spend on Judge, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. This is the time of the offseason where a lot of these moves can happen super, super fast. Um, you know, Rondon and Correa and um, Dan, Dansby Swanson must know that he's going to sign with whoever doesn't sign Correa. You know, he must know that his entire uh, offseason is linked to the fate of Carlos Correa. But uh, I, again, I still think Correa is going to Baltimore. I think Baltimore sees that Correa, add Correa to this young team, and that could be the sort of thing that gets them going. And, um, you know, but, you know, I've been wrong. I've been wrong. I've been wrong before. But I am not going to be wrong in doing a podcast all throughout this offseason and all throughout the Christmas time or whatever you celebrate. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On MLB your first listen. For your second listen, again, make it Locked On Sports Today. It's available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wanted to get this one in because I knew I have some that I was recording later, but didn't have the energy to do one last night. But here I am, giving you a good half hour of talk about baseball here on the offseason. This has been Locked On MLB for the 13th day of December, 2022. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.